The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and prudent servant whom the master has put in charge of his household to distribute to them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on his arrival finds doing so. Amen, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is long delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards, the servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish him severely and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. One of the most important components about what Jesus is talking to in the gospel in, in terms of being prepared in our faith is really what it comes down to it, like the absolute brass tacks of it for, for us as Christians, is you have to be in a state of grace as much as you possibly can be in a state of grace. And we know that the way that we do that is that we ask for forgiveness of our sins and then we receive um, the Lord's absolution in confession. And so, you know, mortal sins are a little easier to, to commit than people realize, <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, because it just, it just depends. So just because something is habitual doesn't make it um, not a mortal sin, right? So some people can get into a situation. Um, it can change the situation in some component. But remember, if, if you've deliberated on the sin, <laughs> you know, if you understand that it's a mortal sin, and then, you know, with that full consent of the will, so if you actually commit it and nobody else is making you do it, then it's a mortal sin. You know, it happens pretty quickly in that way. And so there is a point sometimes where, you know, it happens at times that you're in the confessional and somebody might mention something and then you might get the sense that, like, they don't know that the thing that they just said is also a sin. And then you could ask the question, hey, did you know blah, blah, blah is a sin? And like, oh, no, I didn't know, Father. Well, in that case, the person was still ignorant. You know, you, you, can't, you can't commit, you know, the Lord doesn't hold you accountable for something you don't know. But once you know, <laughs> you know, like we heard the other day, woe to you, you know, it, it's one of those things we have to realize. That is the best way to be prepared, is that when we're walking around in this world, is that we're in a state of grace as much as we possibly can be in a state of grace. And so when we realize 
that we've sinned or we've committed some sort of a mortal sin, then we have to go to confession and be right with God. That's the best way that we're prepared in this world. Of course, there's other ways that we're prepared, right? We follow out the other, we follow the other things that, that the Lord told us to do. We try to help the poor. We try to serve one another. We try to serve the church as much as we possibly can. But when it comes to our salvation, we have to be in a state of grace. That's the way that we were prepared. And you'll notice that other people are just kind of wandering around doing what they want to do. And, and then, of course, the time happens and they're not prepared. So it, it's a preparation of our soul, not like you need a go bag and you need to have an underground shelter or something like that in your house. It's like, no, it's a preparation of soul. That's the thing that's the most important for all of us. But, but as you think about these things, make a good examination of conscience. Many of you go to a confession on a very regular basis, and that's an amazing thing. But sometimes we can get used to going to confession, and it's been a little while since we've actually looked at a good examination of conscience. Because every time you look at that, or when you think about those times of the year, like Advent and Lent, and then, you know, the lectors up here reading the examination of conscience, and you're like, oh boy. You know, I, I know even, even for me, every year as a seminarian, every time that came around, even though I was going to confession very regularly, I'd be like, oh man, yeah, I didn't even really think about that one. Here's one I'll bring up for you just as a great example. Um, the sin of gossip, right? The sin of gossip is is classified under the sin of murder. Why is it classified under the sin of murder? So you see the Ten Commandments, and then there are subcategorizations of the Ten Commandments. So what happened? Murder is the killing of somebody in, in their flesh, but gossip can be the, the killing of somebody in their reputation, in, in their character, in the way that people know them here on this earth. So if we're going around and we're talking about our family. Now, remember, there is distinctions between these things, but oh man, how fine is that line? It's quite fine. You know, somebody calls you because they're frustrated about one of your siblings, you know, in a collective thing. It might start out as you're talking about the situation, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know what? So they always do that because you know why? They're selfish and they're this and they're that and they're that and then boom, stepped over the line. All of a sudden we're starting to gossip about that person. And so we have to realize that it's a little easier to slip into these things as we think of, you know, like cohabitation, sexual sins. All of these things are still sins and they're mortal sins. So if we go, and the worst thing that we can do is go to confession and not confess all of our sins, especially one. Now, if, again, if you're unaware of one, the Lord is the Lord. He will not hold you accountable for something that you actually forget, right? You know, because you're, you actually forgot it. But if we withhold from him, that's even worse to go into the confessional because that's almost exactly what the Pharisees are doing, which we've been hearing about this week, is you go in there because it's like, hey, this is great. People see me in the line you know, so like, I'm a holy person, and then you go into the confessional, and you're withholding something in your confession, again, woe to you. You don't want to be in that position when the Lord comes again, and many people will get caught unprepared. We don't want to be one of those people, so we need to know the state of our soul, and then if we know that there's something wrong with it, and we're not in a state of grace, then we go and do a good examination of conscience, and we confess that to the Lord. 
but it is a little bit easier than we think sometimes. So it's a balance, though. You can't be so scrupulous that you were standing in the line and then you're walking to your car after confession and then you're like, I think I had a bad thought. And then you walk back and then you go back in the line like right then and you're thinking, were they just in here? Does that voice just sound familiar to me? Um, and, and, and then the other way, you cannot be dismissive of, of your sins. Either, oh, well, you know, Father, you know how it is. Don't tell me how it is. I do know how it is. You know, you don't need to preface things like that. But, but again, and we also can't talk so much about the sins around us that we're, we're there to confess what we're doing wrong. And, and it does help sometimes to have context. But if, if the context, if the story lasts longer than what we've done wrong, then we have just kind of an imbalance there in the confession. And, you know, there's times you hear me say, uh, sins, no stories. I'll only tell you that when I don't have a lot of time. You know, most of you know, if you've ever been to confession with me, that I do like to know the context of the situation because then I can offer some sort of uh, help or counsel if, if the Lord grants it to me. Um, but when there's time, you know, we just kind of get down to let's get in the state of grace, right? But, but if there is time, you know I'll sit there with you for, forever if I have to. But, but, but just keep these things in a state of balance. We always have to keep them in a state of balance. It's usually, again, not being super scrupulous, but not being dismissive of our sins. If we can do that, we really will be well-prepared people. But, but, but let's not be unprepared in soul. The other stuff, you know, yeah, you can have a go bag and you can have an underground shelter, but uh, none of it will matter if your soul is not prepared. God bless you all.